I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. It's Friday morning, and we are betting on week 16 of the NFL. This is not gambling advice. Welcome to it. Sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match. We welcome on newcomer Anthony DeBundo from the Action Network, staff writer over there. Writes about soccer, writes about baseball, but also bets on the NFL a ton. Also, we have Colby Olson. You've heard him a ton here. He's been giving us winners all year long. And then it's me, Peter Apple. Welcome to it. Anthony, how are you? Welcome to the show. How's the NFL going for you so far? It's good to be here. And, you know, I bet a lot of underdogs just in every sport. I love betting, you know, underdogs generally. And uh, given the underdogs having a historically profitable season, it's been a great year in the NFL. So after baseball was a little bit up and down because the favorites kept rolling on me, uh, the underdogs are barking in the NFL. So they they certainly are. I think underdogs are hitting at above a 55% rate this year. Unders are hitting at a crazy rate too. Colby, you're putting your finger up. What's going on? Yeah, I saw a crazy stat last week that underdogs hit at a ridiculous rate, like weeks one through 10. They were up like 30 plus units. And then the last six weeks, they've just been getting killed. And you would actually be down on the season if you bet every underdog. Obviously not going to bet everyone, but tides have turned. And we we've well, talked- last week was a good underdog week, though. And that's the, the history suggests that uh, right before the end of the season, some of these favorites get a little bit overvalued after, like you said, the good run in October or, uh, you know, November. Uh, so now underdogs did have a good week last week. Uh, but you're right. The week three or four weeks before that were not very good for underdogs. And this is the Saturday and Sunday episode. And I know I have a couple of underdogs and I have some unders. I know Anthony does and I know Colby does. So this will kind of be the underdog train. Uh, again, I have four picks this week, three picks that, you know, I'm definitely going to be on. And now I'm currently waiting on a team total plus prize picks. They have a 33 X this weekend for six player entries. So I have my three or four favorite props that I will play in an entry, but we're also going to have a squad right entry. We're going to get that six piece to get 33 X. So again, make sure you use code just gridiron in order to get that full 100% deposit match to play the 33 X for free. We'll talk about props at the end of the episode, but again, we all have our three NFL best bets. Anthony, I want to start with you because you are our newcomer Colby. Then we'll go with you and with me and we'll go around the horn. Anthony, what is your first pick of the weekend? I'm going to go with the green Bay Packers is plus three and a half against the Miami dolphins. There are some fours still hanging around the market, but Uh, Three and a half we'll go with for this. This line opened as high as six. It was six on Monday and it has come down a little bit. So, you know, you're getting a lot of Green Bay money in the market. But I actually think this is a very favorable buy low opportunity for the Packers. The Miami, our our company Action Network has luck rankings that kind of rate a lot of things that go into variance. and, And, you know, there's a lot of things that can go into deciding a football game and what is real and what is not. And they have the Dolphins as one of the more fortunate teams in the league. And the Packers is one of the more unfortunate teams in the league this season. I think if you look under the hood, it kind of makes sense. Green Bay's offense, for all the hand-wringing that's been done about this team, they're actually seventh in offensive DVOA. They've just lost a bunch of close games in the middle part of the season when they were dealing with a ton of injuries. But for the first time really all season, Rodgers has his full complement of offensive options at receiver and running back available. And this Miami defense has had major problems getting stops. They're bottom six 
DVOA bottom six and EPA per play allowed. They have not been good at getting off the field and it makes them a very vulnerable favorite in my view. Whereas yes, they can compete as an underdog because their offense can be very good, but they struggle to get off the field, get stops. Green Bay can run the ball on them as well. Green Bay is a top five run offense. They've really got their running game going in the last few weeks as well against bears and against the Rams coming off the bye. And also the biggest key, I think in this game, of course, anybody can run on green Bay. Their defense is very soft up front, but the Packers are actually a top three defense at taking away the deep middle of the field by DVOA. And that's a major key in stopping this RPO uh, deep in concept that the, the Dolphins have wrecked teams with all season long. And the two teams that were really good at stopping this Dolphins offense were the 49ers with Fred Warner, D'Amico Ryan's great schemer. And with Brandon Staley getting up and pressing these receivers and throwing them off their timing. And it really bothered Tua. And I think that's a very repeatable thing for this Packers defense, because it's been, if they have one strength, it's getting up on these receivers, pressing them and then taking away the deep areas of the field. They have not been giving up big plays. So I think Miami's going to have to work for their points. And I think green Bay is going to be able to move the ball pretty efficiently. So I like the Packers. I think they're going to have a real good chance of winning this one outright. You said it yourself. Um, Colby, we'll get to your pick, but we might as well get into my first one because my first pick is also the Green Bay Packers. Currently on win bet, we have a four. On a couple other places, we have four, two. I do feel like the four is the key number for a couple of reasons. The Dolphins, they like to go for two a ton. There's a lot of different, like a lot of different teams. I feel like, you know, the three is the key number with the Dolphins, especially with how good they've been at home. I still feel like I need the four, but to Anthony's point, I do feel like the Green Bay Packers now this is part of the season where they start to roll. Aaron Rodgers, he said he thinks that they can win outright for the rest of the season, and I don't disagree with him, especially in this matchup against the Miami Dolphins. So I like three and a half. My official pick is four, but if by Saturday, Sunday, when you see my plays come in, the only number you can get is three and a half, I would gladly take the three and a half. I feel that the Packers, with their run game, Aaron Jones is a little bit banged up, but overall, I've been really impressed with their run game. I had the Rams against the Packers because I thought the Packers were overvalued. In this spot, I almost feel like they're undervalued. I think the line should be at three. To your point, Anthony made a great point that I was going to bring up too. Packers are really good at taking away the middle of the field. That's where Tua makes his money. If Tua is trying to throw to the sidelines, that's where balls can get a bit, you know, they can get a bit misconstrued, I guess, or they can get a bit inaccurate. And if that's where the Packers are going to force Tua, I really like him in this matchup. My only issue is on my fantasy team, I have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I could be in for a little bit of a tough one there because I don't think that Tua is going to be able to throw all over the field. My first pick is definitely the Green Bay Packers plus the four or plus the three and a half, wherever it goes into. Colby, I'd like to hear your perspective on this game if you like yeah my perspective on this game real quick is the Packers have only lost one game by less than this spread right so when they lose they usually get blown out per se not really blown out but I'm curious why you guys or if you guys would consider sprinkling on the money line to me that's the play here um, plus 65 I'm seeing right now which to me is a lot of value um, I've had success this year pairing you know a plus spread with that plus money line um at least at a half unit so that's something i would consider as well i think this anthony and um i don't want to speak for you but i think this is definitely one of the live dogs of the week correct yeah i would agree i mean like it could fall between one and three but odds are that the winner of this game will cover the spread uh and you know you could get maybe like a backdoor potential if this doesn't go the way i think it will and green bay's down 10 late or or whatnot but yeah i mean of course like there's a they're all correlated but yeah i, I would not disagree with the money line sprinkle either. 
Uh, I just don't do a ton of it. I probably should do more of it, especially this year with the way that dogs been pulling off upsets. Also, one more thing too. Dolphins love to blitz. One of the teams that blitzes the most in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers against the blitz this year, much better passer rating well over a hundred with against the blitz passer rating below a hundred. So the more pressure you bring on Aaron Rodgers, the better he is. And Miami Dolphins bring some of the most pressure in the NFL. So I agree. Anthony, our first pick is definitely the Green Bay Packers, whether you get it at three and a half or four, I feel like that four is a key number. So that's what I really want. But again, on game day, if it's three and a half, give me the three and a half and probably a sprinkle on the money line. Make sure you download the Picket Sports app. It's in the description of this episode. Completely free to download. Set alerts on. So whenever I make the official pick, you'll get an alert. Colby, your first pick. All right. I My first pick of the week and my favorite pick is the most public pick of the week, I think. Um, under 35 and a half, Falcons Ravens. You have... Tyler Huntley going up against Desmond Ritter. This is an absolutely gross game. It's going to be freezing cold in Baltimore. Um, And this line started at 37 and a half. It's now shaded down to 35 and a half. I've seen 34 and a half out there right now. Um, The reason I think this goes under is Desmond Ritter looked awful last week. This will be his second NFL start. He's clearly, you know, it takes these guys sometimes six, eight, maybe a full season before they get their, their footing under them. Um, also the Ravens have an amazing rush defense. The Ravens defense has been amazing 3.8 yards per carry against, um, and they're going to have to hand the rock to Tyler Algier. That's the only way they're going to stay in this game. But I think that he's going to be running into a brick wall. Also Tyler Huntley has never had an over in any start. Never. And if he does it this week in the freezing cold, Good for him. He did it. The Falcons rush defense is bad. So maybe that's the way that they'll score. But anyways, if they're running the ball, I really like this under, I could see this shading down to 34, even 33. It's a gross game. It's a gross under to take. It's not one that you want to take 95% of the money on picket is on this under, like literally everyone is on this and I still love it. Like I just have to, I have to take it. So I love the under too, but there's a reason I love the under and that's where I'm talking about my team total, but the line isn't currently out yet. So I haven't bet it obviously. So we're still waiting on it, but I like the under so much because I don't think the Falcons are going to score a touchdown. I really don't. Since the Ravens got Roquan Smith, this Ravens run defense is well within the top five in run defense. They are an incredible run defense. And the only way the Falcons can move the ball is on the ground, especially in this matchup where the weather is supposed to be awful. It's supposed to be, like you said, super cold, super windy. I do think that the Ravens can have success on the ground because how bad the Falcons run defense has been. And not to mention this Falcons team outdoors, they are terrible compared to when they're playing at home or in a dome. So I have a rookie quarterback making his second start when he didn't show anything in his first start. They are also a dome team. And I don't think that they'll be able to run the football. It's going to be on Desmond Ritter's arm. And when it's on Desmond Ritter's arm in cold, windy, outdoor conditions, that screams no touchdowns for me. On prize picks, Desmond Ritter has an over a half passing touchdown. I don't think he gets it. I like J.K. Dobbins fantasy score more. We're going to talk about that when we talk about the props. But if the... I assume Anthony and I were talking about this before we press the record button. I think it's going to be around 14 and a half or 13 and a half. I don't think this gets beyond 12. 
Like, I don't think that a touchdown is scored in this entire game. So my second pick is definitely going to be the Falcons team total under in this game. That's why I feel like I like the under. The spread is at six and a half, which almost seems like crazy inflated. But I feel like it's crazy inflated for a reason because the Falcons aren't going to be able to score. The Ravens are just going to run the ball two clock, and I don't see the Falcons scoring anything. Anthony, I'd love to hear your opinion on this game. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, it's a good teaser game too, or or you know, like a money line parlay piece with the Ravens here at home. Uh, anytime you're using a teaser, you want to try to get you know lower totals because the points are more valuable. And I think this is for that reason, this is one of the best teaser weekends you're ever going to see in the NFL because there's so many totals in the 30s. Uh, whether it's you know all of the wind and all of the bad weather that that's going around the league. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I don't see a, a ton of paths to success for this uh, Falcons offense. The only concern would be the turnovers. It only takes one or two short fields for the Ravens to really start running up the score. And then, you know, you get into garbage time uh, and there's just so little room for 35 and a half. But definitely, if I had to bet this, I would bet the under as well. Uh, and, and I do have the Ravens in a teaser uh, this week already. Uh, I, don't, I like to tease through three and seven if I can. But at six and a half here is a good option to get it down. Uh, with another uh, one of the dogs that I'm teasing up this weekend. So I'm curious too, if you had to decide between you take the full game under or the Falcons team total under, where, which way would you lean? Probably the full game under just because there's more room. Like maybe the Falcons break out a trick play or do something crazy. Uh, I could see that. But of course, I mean, they're they're all correlated in that sense. Uh, I If it's 14 and a half, I'll be on the under for the Falcons as well, for sure, because it, it is hard to see them getting to 15. Uh, yeah. But at 13 and a half, like there is a little bit of like leeway, like 14 is somewhat key, even if, you know, it's a two field goals and then a touchdown late with like a two point conversion or something. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you guys on that in terms of, of both offenses really struggling and the Ravens just being out of receivers. Uh, there's nobody left. And I was high on the Ravens coming into the season, but they've they've hit the injury bug once again. Especially Devin Duvernay, their returner is going to be out and he usually likes to extend the field because he runs the ball back 30 yards, 35 yards. He will be out. I don't know if the Ravens will be able to get there, which almost makes me like the Falcons team total under more because I feel like the Ravens are going to be backed up at their 20 and all they're going to do is run the football. That's why I love yeah, exactly. J.K. Dobbins and I love this Falcons because I don't, I just don't know when they're going to get the ball. And when they get the ball, I don't know how they're going to move the ball. Kind of Yeah, simple. the closer the game is, the, the more it helps the under, not just because obviously points are being scored, but uh, you, you run the risk of kind of just this game opening up a little bit if it's a blowout late. I don't think Perfect. it will be Ravens can't separate. So yeah, they really can't. All right. So first two picks for me, Packers and the Falcons team total under Anthony, what's your next pick? Uh, you got to hold your nose here. It's the new England Patriots plus three plus, you know, maybe there'll be a three and a half again, but plus three against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is simple for me. I bet the bucks last week against the Bengals. I think the Bengals are at the top at the peak of the market. They've been covering every week. Everybody wants to bet the Bengals. I'm going to be, the contrarian that says, hold on a second. I think we've hit the top of the market. And I think that is the case. The Bengals have quietly had some injuries pile up. And look, you just have to look at the box score from last week's game against the Bucs. They were outgained by 150 yards, more than a full yard per play. That game had more to do with the Bucs just handing it to them in the second half than it did with the Bengals showing any competence or any uh, quality play. Now, I think the Patriots are actually a better team than the Bucs right now is currently constructed. They're a little bit healthier. Uh, their defense is clearly better. They can get more pressure to, uh, New England is top five in, in both sack rate and pressure rate. So they've been able to get a ton of pressure on quarterbacks this year. And we know if Burrow has a weakness at this point, we, he's clearly established himself as an elite quarterback, but his biggest weakness is that he does hold the ball for too long and, and does take too many sacks still. Uh, and I think that they can get after Burrow, force some mistakes 
and force some uh, you know, long sacks and, and, and take them out of drives here to keep themselves in this game. And if you're going to get any kind of response, I mean, it has to be this week from New England after the embarrassment and, and what happened last week, uh, you know, they got, they got hosed and then they hosed themselves on the final play and the final drive with the Raiders touchdown being out of bounds, in my view. So, you know, you're going to get some kind of response, I think. And if you like the Patriots and you're tired of, of these Bengals second half miracle comebacks, maybe you bet them first half, but I'm going to bet them full game. I'm going to hold my nose plus three. I just think this is a little bit too high. People are putting the Bengals in the tier with the Bills and the Chiefs. And I get it. They beat the, they beat the Chiefs. But I still think they're closer to the second tier than they are to that first elite tier where you'd see this line. You know, if it was Chiefs or Bills, w- would be a more respected line uh, on the road in a, in a tricky weather condition environment for the Bengals. Colby, I'm so curious to hear your opinion on this game as our Patriots guy. And I'm just too chicken. Um, the Bengals are a covering machine. Um, you know, a lot of smart people were on the Bucks last week. A lot of smart people have told me just keep fitting this Bengals team. It's just not working. So I just haven't dipped my toes in. But I, uh, that's not to say that I've been on the Bengals. I just stay away because I can't figure them out. You're right. Like last week, too, felt that was the peak of the market. Now it now it's the peak of the market. Joe Burrow in 40 degrees less for in, in 40 degrees or less. I got this from Action Network, 5-0 and o straight up and against the spread. Joe Burrow, like... <laughs> He is a covering machine. I don't know what to do here, but the most likely outcome of this game is it does land on three. That's why I would need three and a half because when Joe Burrow wins historically, normally lands on three. So for me, I would need three and a half to play. But I, again, Colby, I'm too chicken. I'm too chicken. What the Patriots have going for them is that they rate out as a top three defense. Across the board, they're an amazing defense. They are kind of banged up. They do have some injuries, a lot of questionable tags surrounding the team this week. Um, but the way that the Patriots will win this game and or cover this game is with the defense. I have zero trust in what not only Mac Jones is doing as a quarterback, but what the whole offensive scheme is doing under Matt Patricia. They have no idea <laughs> what to do, how to create space at all, at all. There's no space in that offense, right? Which is why I really want to bet Patriots plus three. And I probably will. Yeah, I'm a sucker will. for my own team. <laughs> I will bet them mostly pretty much every week. And I had them last week when they disaster struck. But I think the way to attack this game and credit to Anthony here, if the Patriots are going to cover, I think this game is going to have to go under. And it's a crazy low total here. There's no way that this game should be 41 and a half total, right? The Bengals are averaging nearly 30 points per game. They're putting up 30 to 40 against most teams. And here it is 41 and a half Patriots. Like I said, have a great defense, but even then, Joe Burrow is an amazing quarterback, but this game is going under. This game is going under. They're, both teams are going to have to pound the rock. Mac Jones cannot throw a deep ball, or at least there's no space to throw a deep ball in this offense. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go under 41 and a half. I'll, I'll tell you on plus three, though. One thing that I think benefits the both of you, if you both like the under um, and you both like the Patriots, is with the weather, this game script kind of favors the Patriots, right? You don't have to worry about Mac Jones throwing a ton because it's going to be really hard to throw in these conditions. So if we have a defensive running first game script, that benefits the Patriots. So Anthony, I'm curious, do you like the under in this game if you lean the Patriots with Colby? Like you guys are tag team in this one. Yeah, I would agree. I think that the Patriots defense, it's been a top five unit by yards per play. There's only five defenses that have allowed fewer than five yards per play this season, and the New England's one of them. Anybody want to guess where the Bengals' offense sits in yards per play? Just the most basic bare-bones stat on offense. Anybody want to guess where they sit this season? They have to be in top 10, right? It might be weirdly low. It's 13th. 
Yeah. Okay. It kind of gets to my point, right? Like yeah. they're just, they, they hit some big explosives. New England's pretty good at taking those away. Uh, and then they just kind of aren't as good as I think the market suggests. And that's kind of the whole point here. So it, it is a bet against the Bengals offense, which looked extremely pedestrian last week. They couldn't do anything against the Bucks in the whole first half. They had, they had one drive of more than 40 yards. And then in the second half, they scored four times in a row, but they didn't have a drive of more than 40 yards. They just kept starting at the 30, which like if you give an NFL team the possession at the 30 yard line over and over again, they will score. So Brady was looking like Zach Wilson. It was bad. It was, I mean, Giovanni Bernard couldn't take a snap and then yeah, Brady fumbled and then threw a pick and it just spiraled. It was a bizarre game, but I just can't get past that. And, And everybody's giving credit to the Bengals, which, you know, credit to them, opportunistic, whatever, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get upgraded i actually downgraded the Bengals last week p one one last thing before you get into yours is on picket 93 percent of bets 98.6 percent of the money is on Bengals money line right now um the patriots need this game too to make the playoffs they have a 20 percent chance to make the playoffs right now their season hangs in the balance here if they beat the Bengals, they go on to play the dolphins for what is basically the playoffs I trust you guys. I'm just chicken. I don't know what to tell you. The, the, the Bengals, they're kind of in a, spot, a tricky spot too, in a way, because they do have the Bills next week. And then the game at the end of the season is going to decide whether they win the division or not. Like they're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, but the next two games are much more important for Cincinnati, which is why I'm surprised they're playing Trey Hendrickson with a broken wrist. Yeah. I don't know how you play football with a broken wrist, especially with a club on. Yeah, it's going to be wild. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, not the best spot for Cincinnati either when you consider their next two games are far more important for seeding and for division titles. I think you guys are both on the right side. I'm just too so scared. We'll, we'll lose. Patriots will be up. Patriots will be up 10 late in the third quarter. Back to back late touchdowns by the Bengals. They win by four. That's my, that's, that's how it will inevitably happen. So that's what, but I do feel like it's going to land on three, but I feel like the Patriots could win this game. But I like Colby, what you're saying with this game script, if the Patriots are going to cover, it's probably going to go under. So my, Next pick is the Commanders plus six and a half. Now, this line was near seven and a half and has gone all the way down to six and a half. It's received some steam, even though money's kind of split on both sides. You see some Commanders money. You see some 49ers money. In reality, I fade Kyle Shanahan as a big as a big home favorite. That is a that is a favorable trend that you almost want to do blindly. And. I also feel that, first of all, the commanders are a top 10 defense by points allowed by a lot of different metrics, and they're getting Chase Young back. I feel like after that game against the Giants, they were embarrassed. I was on the commanders minus four and a half. In this spot, I also feel like they have to be um, – They have this line is just a little bit too inflated is basically what I'm saying. I don't think that in these, this scenario, the commanders, with the way they've been able to run the ball with Brian Robinson, should be this big of dogs. I feel – like you're talking about with the Bengals being at the top of the market. I feel the 49ers are at the top of the market. There's only more film on Brock Purdy. Like Brock Purdy has performed very well, but we also have to remember he was picked last in the draft. Like we'll see how he performs against this level of a defense with a conservative game script from Kyle Shanahan, which we always seems to do this total 37 and a half is really, really low. And when I have a big spread with a very low total, I think the commanders are in a prime spot for a teaser, but I just still think that six and a half is too many points for this commanders team. We have a lot of favorable trends. Again, when you fade Shanahan as a big, as a big home favorite um, with Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers are six and one against the spread. 
I feel that with the commanders, with their really good run defense, getting Chase Young back, they'll be able to at least hold him slightly. And at the end of the day, there's too many points. I think this number should be around four and a half. So I feel like I'm getting a ton of value and the line is moving in the direction that I'd like. It's very scary. 49ers have been an elite team all year, but at this point, at the end of the season, when the 49ers, they don't really have much to play for, right? They've already clinched, but they can't really go higher in the division. They are, excuse me, in the playoff race, they can't get above that one seat anymore. So they're kind of just stuck. They don't want to show a ton. No Debo Samuel still. I'm going to go with the commanders plus six and a half. Anthony, where do you, where do you lie on this game? Yeah, I, I generally agree on the side. Uh, our Nick Giffen, who does the, the luck rankings of the Action Network, he said that the Giants-Commanders game was the most unfair final result of the entire season in his model. Thank uh, you. And, Thank uh, you, of course, I, mean, of course, I was there upset. Was, there was the defensive touchdown from the one-yard line, and then there was the two red zone trips that resulted in no points, uh, and then Rivera punting from the 35 which, exactly. Was, which was bizarre. I have a question uh, for you. If the commanders win this, if they won that game, which I think they could have, it just yeah, was should've. an unlucky I had result. The Giants plus four and a half, which I thought it'd be a coin flip game. And it, it kind of played out like one. That was smart bet. I mean, you won that bet, but I just felt like the commanders in that spot, that was the side. But if they win that game, what do you think the spread is? Uh, pro- well, probably six. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's tough to say, but the, the look ahead was, was six and a half too. So like it didn't really change much, but also the Niners had a big win. So you kind of have to factor that in too. Uh, I would say that I'm a little concerned about Heineke against this Niners defense for sure. Uh, the Niners defense gets a ton of pressure. They take away the middle and Heineke has been like treading on water and like feels like it could collapse at any moment. So that's the only scary thing. Like turnovers could get Heineke here. Uh, but I agree that the 49ers are definitely overvalued. It would probably be a stay away from me. If I had to bet, I do think this is a good teaser option. I mentioned the Ravens. Like you could do a Ravens Niners, you could do worse than a Ravens Niners teaser and expect these two home teams to to win in ugly, low scoring kind of games. Uh, and it would not surprise me. Colby, where do you lay? The total for me is super weird here. It's really low. Um, right now it's sitting at what 38, 38 and a half. Yeah, sometimes somewhere it's 37 and a half. And there's a lot of money coming in on the under, which seems I don't Bizarre. know if that favors you. I don't know if that favors you, the under. Like I feel like that means that they think the commanders are not going to score. I'm willing to see if they do. I think Brian Robinson can move the ball. Anthony, I know we were talking pre-record. Action Labs data, they like Brian Robinson props. I think he's. I think they're going to be able to run the football. I like getting Chase Young back. I think that this commander's defense, the reason why the total is so low, the 49ers have the best defense. The commanders have a top 10 defense. And when I look at both offenses, I don't see that big of a gap. I really don't. And knowing that Shanahan is so, so bad as a home favorite of this much, and we've also seen that this year in the NFL, underdogs of from three to seven have been hitting at an incredible rate. We talked about that at the beginning of the episode. There's enough factors here for me to play the commanders plus the six and a half. But let's move on. Colby, I think we skipped over you a little bit. What's your next pick? No, it's all good. It's all good. We were staying on the same games there. So my next pick is one of my favorites. Um, because everybody's on the other side. So 85% of the money at BetMGM right now is on the Lions minus two and a half against the Panthers, mm. which the beginning of the season, Pete, I think we, we, we had a rule that we were going to fade Dan Campbell every opportunity that we got because he was coming off hard knocks. Everybody's rah, rah. Yes, Dan Campbell, he's the man, he's the man. 
And the Lions came out and played horrible for six weeks. Then something clicked. And this team has been on a roll. They can't lose. They get every ball going their way, every fumble, every interception. It's crazy what they've done. The offense has looked amazing. Jameson Williams has come back. Um, the defense has really improved. Aiden Hutchinson has developed well. But the Panthers are also an interesting team here. The Lions, this is a big week for them. Right now, before this week, they have a 40% chance to make the playoffs per 538. If they win, that goes up to 62%. And, But the Panthers somehow are still in the playoff. If you didn't know that, they are. It's crazy. Like the beginning of this year, they were going for the number one pick. And now if they win this game, they have a 32% chance to win the division, which is crazy. The reason I like the Panthers, though, is because the Panthers and Sam Darnold can play well when they don't give up pressure, when they can run the ball. The Lions don't stop the run. Their bottom eight rush events by yards per carry against. The Lions also don't get to the quarterback. Their bottom six by, by sack percentage. I think if you give Sam Darnold time, if you can run the ball effectively, if you can get Sam Darnold with high percentage looks, this Panthers team can stay in it. I like this at plus three. You can find it some places right now at minus 120. I would buy it to the plus three, um, but I really like the Panthers to cover here and honestly possibly win. I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game. All right, let me interject again because another one of my favorite picks is this under 43 and a half for a lot of the reasons that you said. I think that this is just a run script game. Like this is both teams pound the rock and get out of there. I think it's going to be very similar to that 20 to 17 where the Lions just beat the Jets. I think it's going to be similar to that game. I, again, am too chicken to play the Panthers, but give me the run game. And that's why I'm going under 44 or under 43 and a half, whatever it lands on. Again, make sure to download the Pickett Sports app so you get an alert as soon as I make that pick. I think that both these teams, first, the Lions, Jared Goff in his second consecutive start on the road in bad weather. Jared Goff, Historically, I'm a Rams fan going back even his days with the Rams and now especially with his days in the Lions. This is a completely different offense playing at home or in a dome versus on the road. Jared Goff, I don't like him on the road. He is not good. He is six and three towards the under on the road. And then, but the same thing with Sam Darnold, you said to yourself, Colby, this Lions defense has been much better, especially um, protecting the ground game. I think that both these teams, there's going to be plenty of punts in this game. The weather is supposed to be terrible down there in Carolina. And I think that this game goes way under the total of 43 or 43 and a half. I think this should be in the 30s. I really think that this is a 20 to 17 game. And whoever wins, wins. I don't want to fade the Lions because they're kind of like the Bengals right now. You just can't stop them. They just keep covering no matter who's on them. But at the same time, I kind of like the Panthers to keep it really close. And this could be one where the public gets crushed. So I'm going to go with the under 44, 43 and a half again. I don't know. It's going under It's going under 40 points. So whatever I get it at, I get it at. Anthony, where do you lie in this game? Yeah, I like the Panthers, but I need three. Uh, I bet three early in the week. If we get a three back, I would re recommend it at two and a half. I'll probably stay away. Uh, I agree with both of you that this is a good time to sell high on the Lions offense. I was not, I was, I was like lukewarm on the Lions. I wanted to be a Lions guy, but then everybody else was. So I was like, I'm kind of in the middle on the Lions, I guess, because everybody was hyping them up. Uh, but I bought in on the Lions. Uh, I had them, I bet them for the last six weeks now. Uh, so it's been fun riding the train, but I, I think it's time to get off. I thought they were overvalued last week and a bit fortunate to win that game. 
for some reason, the Jets went with Wilson. If they had gone with a different quarterback, I probably would have bet the Jets last week. Uh, and this week, similar situation. I just think that this offense does not travel well. You know, we've seen them play in a lot of really good environments. You know, Jacksonville at home, Minnesota at home, really soft defenses, even Buffalo uh, in a tricky spot on Thanksgiving at home. Uh, the Giants defense is pretty bad. The Bears defense is really bad. They got Green Bay again at home, Miami at home, Dallas on a turf. When they played outdoors this season, it's, they barely even played outdoors. But the only game they played outdoors against a semi-decent defense was the Patriots game. And granted, there was a lot of injuries at the time, but I think that's a similar situation here. So, they, you know, they played twice outdoors against good defenses, and they've been really bad in both of those games offensively. So I think that the under is a decent look here, but I like the Panthers more because uh, I do think the Panthers can run on uh, the, the Lions here. Yeah, I do think they can run on the Lions, and that's, again, why I like the under. But, again, too, um, for both of our points, Colby, Goff has played four games in sub-35-degree weather, which will be in Carolina this weekend. He is 1-3 straight up, 0-4 against the spread. He scored six points, 23, 18, and 3. So the highest number he scored is 23. Let's say he wins 23-20. to 20. That's still under the total. I mean, if the Panthers can put up 13 last week because they had the punt return. Exactly. Like if if for some reason the Panthers can put up 27 points in this kind of in this weather where I think the Lions defense has been vastly improving, then I'll lose the under. I just don't see that happening. That's an incredible amount of points for a Sam Darnold led offense. Also, to um, just go back to how the Lions, I don't know how much they're going to score. First of all, the Panthers' run defense is good, but they also have J.C. Horn, who should have made the Pro Bowl. He's been one of the best corners in all of football this year. He'll be on Amon Ross St. Brown. I just think the Panthers, they match up very well against the Lions. But at the same time, I really do respect this Lions defense. I think they're just improving week over week over week. That's why I love the under so much. Anthony or Colby, one last point before we move on. Yeah, to one last point. I think that the Jets win that football game last night if they have Sam Darnold, the quarterback. I think they win if I'm quarterback. Like if if Shrevler. The Jags did move the ball a lot. They I mean, did. They screwed up in the red zone over and over again, as they do. But they were moving it. I don't know. They were moving it. And that was a tough game to move the ball in. Like, you know, I had uh, a couple of my buddies are Jets fans. And, uh, you know, I was on the Jets last night. Freaking lost. I'm on a cold streak right, right now. Four and eight. Hit my props, but. Those don't count the record four and eight. My last 12 NFL picks. I was on the jets and I'm talking to jets fans and they're like, you know, Zach Wilson, this Zach Wilson, that I'm like, you gave up 19 points and the Jags could have scored more. Like that was, that game was lost. Like whether whoever quarterback you had, I think that game was lost. And yeah, Zach Wilson didn't play well, but it's not like the defense played all that well either. No, they got torched. Yeah, they got torched. So moving on from that game, short memory, Anthony, what's your last pick? Proud to announce I had $0 on last evening's Jaguars-Jets game. Good for you. Uh, but, yeah, uh, my last pick is going to be an over. Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia, over 46 and a half. I actually, I, I kind of screwed up. I bet, so Sunday night, FanDuel opened plus one and a half, Dallas and 50 and a half. And I bet Dallas plus one and a half, which looks like a great bet now. And then I also bet the over 50 and a half, expecting Jalen Hurts to play. Uh, I love both of these offenses matchups against the defenses. I think both defenses are a little overrated. We're starting to see it with Dallas. I don't think we've seen it with Philly yet, but I think we're going to see it in this game. Both teams have advantages running the football, even without hurts in the game. Uh, the Dallas defensive line is very undersized. They are also dealing with injuries along the front and they have not been able to stop the run. The Eagles should be able to gash them. They were able to gash them in the first meeting. Uh, and I think they can do similar things to this offense or this defense with Minshew, even in the game. And Minshew is, is the kind of quarterback 
he's high variance, right? You never know what you're going to get. He's kind of, uh, somebody mentioned he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque. And I think it's kind of like uh-huh. that, you know, he can give you one or two, three games of, of magic in his, in his abilities and, and maybe not consistency, but you never know what you're going to get. And I like this Eagles offense. I think they've been, uh, you know, they've been a truck all season long and they're going up against a Dallas secondary as well. That has been dealing with some injuries at corner two, corner three uh, that could potentially get exposed here by the Eagles. Also the other side of the ball, everybody's ragging on Dak Prescott, everybody on Twitter and, and ESPN first take doesn't like Dak Prescott and he's killing the Cowboys. Uh, since he's come back from injury, Dak is actually the third most efficient quarterback in the league. And that includes interceptions. He's the third most efficient quarterback in the league. They've been a top five run offense and a top five pass offense. Nobody can say that besides the Dallas Cowboys. So this offense has been humming. And if the Eagles are going to be laying down a little bit, which I think is very possible, uh, and they're going to be, you know, taking it easy, you're going to see that on defense as well, more so than you're going to see it on offense. So I think the Eagles defense, you know, maybe some business decisions, some, some personnel looking toward the playoff decisions. If, if our quarterback's out, you know, you're not going to see the same intensity and you're not going to see the same kind of schemes. I mean, I think the Eagles go very vanilla here. They protect, they don't want to show Dallas anything because they're probably going to see Dallas in the playoffs. I think the, oh, both offenses will roll here. They played at the end of last year. It was a similar situation. Dallas played all of its starters. Eagles rested everyone. They're not going to rest everyone for this game, but both offenses were just moving up and down the field. Game ended 56 to 21. Uh, so expect points. I like it. Colby, what do you think? I love the Cowboys in this spot. I love the Cowboys. And I think the over supports that exactly what you're saying that they're going to have, the Cowboys can just do whatever they want in this game. The Eagles don't care about this game at all. Um, also, everybody's on the Eagles plus four and a half right now. They're also getting love on the money line plus 170. I think people are just kind of blindly throwing that, that number down. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to add Cowboys minus four and a half. The one thing that, um, the only thing I disagree with with what you said is the Eagles not wanting this game. Like Michael Parsons came out and said, Hurts is a system quarterback. I know Jalen Hurts won't be playing, but I also feel that in these games with backup quarterbacks in a divisional matchup where both teams are gunning for it, they're going to show up, um, which I almost feel like benefits the over because I do feel that both teams will show up. But to your point, like, the Eagles at this current moment where they stack up in the division, if they lose this game, it's not that big of a deal, but you can't tell me that they don't want this game. Right, Anthony. I I don't know because uh, you know, one of my colleagues Stucky has talked about this uh, and he said that, you know, the Eagles are are not really all that focused on this game because they are more worried about not showing Dallas anything, getting healthy for the playoffs, but they did activate Dallas Goddard. So it is a kind of an interesting dichotomy uh, the Eagles are a very smart front office. They know that they can just beat the Saints next week at home, give the Saints uh, a lower pick, which would yeah. help them because they have the Saints pick, clinch it next week. Uh, I would, I'm like almost a little concerned that the Eagles may just not be taking this game that seriously. And, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, you know, give the Dallas some, some false hope and some, you know, some confidence going in, but uh, not show their full hand and maybe save it for the playoffs. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways, uh, you know, person I talked to that's kind of like inside the Eagles suggested that, you know, maybe you won't see uh, the full game plan for this game. So uh, that's the only thing that's concerning me here, but you're right. It is Eagles Cowboys in the end. Michael Parsons comments. I thought they were blown out of proportion, but I guess if the Eagles go and win with Minshew, it kind of makes him right. (laughs) 
That's a good point. If they win with Minshew, like you got to oh, look well, at the it. The offense but... is rolling with Gardner Minshew. Then maybe Jalen Hurts is not. I don't know. It's a silly argument, but I just think Jalen Hurts. Mahomes is the MVP. That's all yeah. I care about. Mahomes is the MVP, but Jalen Hurts deserves Great all season. the love in the world. Yes. You know, I, I bet the over Eagles win total is my biggest bet of the preseason because I, I said at the you know beginning, I was like, Eagles don't even have to be good to hit this over win total. Have you seen their schedule? It's garbage. Um, and they have just been so good. I think that the defense has been good. To your point, it's a little bit overvalued, but it's still a good defense. But at the same time, I think the Dallas Cowboys will be able to um, throw the ball a ton. I think they'll be able to run the ball with Pollard and Zeke. And um, overall, I do lean towards the over. I think points will be scored rather than taking a side. Um, I do feel almost at this point that um, the Cowboys are slightly overvalued in this spot because I just don't know what I'm going to get from Gardner Minshew. But at the same time, like I'm scared to bet on the Eagles. So I'm just going to stay away from this game. But overall, I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be a great game. Last point on this. I have already been looking at that Saints-Eagles game next week. If you give me anything under a touchdown with the Eagles, I will be all over them. To your point, Anthony, that's the pick. Like the Eagles need to beat the Saints for a multitude of reasons, not only for their playoffs, but for that pick. It's so important. I think the Eagles will show out against the Saints. So that's where I'm targeting the Eagles. This game, I'm going to pass. So we'll my see if Hurts plays. I mean, if he doesn't play, it'll be definitely under seven. Yeah. I, I, five. I, if he I, plays, I, it'll be over a touchdown. Here's my thing, though. He came out of that game, but then came back in and looked fine. And now he's out for this game. Like, I almost feel, to your point, that's the Eagles resting guys when he is actually healthier than they're leading on. What do you think? I'm not sure. You know, you can see guys will play through pain, adrenaline, you know, fourth quarter of a big game. And then they, you know, the next day they, they wake up and they're like, oh, this is bad. Uh, so you never know. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think it was interesting because, you know, Monday Monday morning we were sitting on – you know, I, I just have like an odds board up and I was working and going through some stuff and I just see the Dallas just got hit, hit every book, two and a half, three. And I'm like, who's not playing? Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden the Jalen news comes out that, you know, people are showing the hit where he, he took in the fourth quarter of that game. So I, I don't know, you know, I'm not a, I'm not plugged in enough to know what the Eagles will do, but it wouldn't shock me if they just rolled with Minshew. Cause they could, like you said, they're going to be five point favorites probably against the saints with Minshew, maybe four and a half. Can't see it being lower than that. They could probably still win that game with Minshew, given how limited the Saints are. And then, you know, maybe give Jalen like a half of the last game just so he's not totally rusty for the playoffs. Colby? Yeah, I think I I think that you got to play your guys at some point because you don't want them being rusty. But I think they do view this week as a bye week, and that's why I love the Cowboys. Perfect. All right. So our picks, I have my four. Uh, Anthony and I are both on the Packers plus three and a half or plus four best line you can get. If they give you four and a half, I would love it, but I think it's more going to be around three and a half or four. Um, Colby and I Colby's on the Panthers. I'm on the under 43 and a half. I am on the commanders personally, plus the six and a half. And I'm just waiting to see what the Falcons team total under is. And Colby likes the full game under in Ravens versus Falcons. And Anthony likes the Patriots plus the three and Colby likes the under in that game. Did I miss any of our picks before we get to props? Falcons, Ravens, under 35 and a half. I got you on that one. I'll okay. be on the Falcons team total under. Yeah. All right, prop time. This is the week. If you're going to download prize picks, make sure you do it. Use code just gridiron because there is a 33X. Can I repeat? 33X on a six-piece entry. What you're going to find is I'm going to have my regular entry with two or three of my favorite props. But then also we're going to do a squad entry in order to get that 
3x. I've already talked about some of the props in the beginning of this episode, um, but here here's my first one. I like J.K. Dobbins. I like his over either rushing yards or fantasy score. So I was looking at props last night, recording on Friday morning, but I was looking at him on Thursday. J.K. Dobbins' fantasy score was at 9.5. Now it's at 10, and it's only climbing. That's for a reason, because the Falcons' defense, especially against the run, is not good. We've seen J.K. Dobbins go over this number in the last two games. We've seen him really take over the Ravens' rushing attack. And when J.K. Dobbins gets ahead of steam, I still think this guy's one of the more talented running backs in the NFL. I feel like the lines haven't fully adjusted yet, especially with how bad the weather is going to be. You know, Tyler Huntley, he's on the injury report. I think he's going to play. Lamar Jackson will not play in this game. I like it with more of a run heavy with a low total. I think it's going to be all through the ground while the Falcons won't be able to move the ball. I feel like the Ravens will give me J.K. Dobbins over 10 fantasy score. Colby, what's your first prop? Yeah, so I took the the Patriots Bengals under. Um, I like Joe Burrow less than 260 and a half pass yards. This total on DraftKings right now is at 257 and a half. So it's already moving down. Um, like I said, low total 41 and a half. I think that the Patriots are going to get pressure on Burrow. Um, I think they're going to have to run this game. So Burrow won't be able to, to take those deep shots, as Anthony said earlier. I like this less than 260. He's gone under this in two straight. Um, surprisingly, has not been putting up like those 350-yard games, but he does throw for a lot of pass touchdowns. Anthony, how'd those two roll off the tongue for you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm on the Patriots, so I'm, I'm against Burrow for sure. Uh, and I'm also going to be against Tua in my pick, my prop pick. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa under uh, 200 and you said it was 70 and a half passing yards. Yep. Uh, that's the number for the prize picks. Uh, and I think that's a little too high. You know, I talked about this when we talked pa- Packers, they take away the deep middle really well. They take away the deep ball really well. They're going to force two at a, uh, you know, use the ground game. I think Miami can absolutely find success on the ground. Like they can be an effective run team here in this game. Uh, and I think that's where they'll live. So two under, even if the, I could see the dolphins covering two is still go under this, even if I'm wrong on my pick with the Packers as well, but I do think it'll be a good day for the Packers defense. Uh, stopping Tua through the air. So we already have three legs, Tua under passing. We have Burrow under passing. Those two picks, people probably are throwing up when they're listening to this, but I do like them both. And I like J.K. Dobbins over. At least that's a little bit more fun. Another quarterback that I do like this week, give me Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones over 17 fantasy score. So in a lot of rankings, he's climbing up. Like if you look at a lot of fantasy guys, he's well within the top 10 because the Vikings defense is just not very good. It's not good against running quarterbacks. It's not good against the pass. It's just not a very good defense overall. I like the Giants to cover this spread, but the thing is the Giants, they're just such a weird team to me. Like, uh, but the Vikings, again, another weird team to me. And this total is climbing up. It was at 47. Now it's at 48. I think there's going to be points on both sides in a favorable offense environment in Minnesota this week. Um, So I'm going to go over Daniel Jones passing again, not good against running quarterbacks. I think Daniel Jones will have success on the ground as well as through the air. I know the Giants don't have a lot of good wide receivers, but Darius Slayton has really come on to be a good wide receiver for them. I think Daniel Jones can move the ball. I think he's due for a rushing touchdown, maybe even a passing touchdown. So I'm going to go, I'm going to take all of it in one little box and get over 17 fantasy score. This also, this line has moved up 16 and a half up to 17, and I've seen his yards, his rushing yards on books slowly creep up. I'm going to take his overall 17 fantasy score. It's funny, on ESPN, like if you look at what they project on fantasy, it's 19.6. 
Like they are completely different from the market in a fantasy sense versus a prize pick sense. And prize picks has given us his fantasy. So I'm going to take the over 17. Another prop I love. So I really, really like the Seahawks plus 10. But what's scaring me off it is that the public is also all over it. And the line hasn't really budged. So I like it because I think it's going to be a run-heavy game script because the weather is supposed to be really, really bad in Kansas City. And you know who's been awesome in the short pass game and in the run game for them? Isaiah Pacheco is getting a lot of the shine because he's been great, at least just on the ground. But Jarek McKinnon is going off. Another guy with line movement, 12 and a half to 13. Now the 13 and a half. This line is only going up because the line is adjusting because Jarek McKinnon has been a stud. 30-plus fantasy points in the last two weeks. And with this game script, run heavy, short passes, Jarek McKinnon should be involved a ton, 13 and a half fantasy points. I'm taking that over. So right now, Jarek McKinnon over fantasy, J.K. Dobbins over fantasy. We have Tua under passing yards. We have Joe Burrow under passing yards. And Daniel Jones over fantasy score. We need one more. I have one. I'm curious if you guys have any other leans that we could create the not gambling advice six piece for 33X. Anthony, is there any other ones that you lean? I want to leave the last one up for for kind of a vote. What do we think? Well, I would like the Brian Robinson over, but I uh, the Ron Rivera doesn't like to use him. I mean, he gets like one or two big runs and they pull him out for like a series. So I'm a little hesitant there. Uh, so I'm wondering if if uh, if Colby has something maybe better that he loves. I have two, and I know one Peter hates. Um, I'm going to give it out anyway, and I'll give the second one as well. But I've had a lot of luck with interception props this year. Brock Purdy under a half interception was one of my biggest plays of the year. Um, I'm going back to that drawing board. I might become a, an interception guy. Um, Mac Jones, less than a half interception, is calling my name this week. It's plus 105 on the books. So under a half or less than a half is one, plus 105 on the books, meaning the over is minus 135. Why the hell this is on prize picks is beyond me. And usually single signals that it's a weird one. They're just begging you to take Mac Jones over. Talk about training wheels. Matt Patricia is the king of training wheels. I think he wipes, you know, Mac Jones butt in the bathroom, maybe changes his diaper, whatever. Like it's like Mac Jones is a little three-year-old kid. And we're just going to give him the easiest throws in the book. He's protected the ball well. Mac Jones hasn't been a good quarterback, but he's protected the ball well. I think he goes less than a half interception here in what is a low-scoring game. Um, Yeah, so that's my play. I like Jacoby Myers less than 42 and a half reception yards as well. He's been getting targeted a good amount. Like I said before, though, the Patriots are not creating space for this offense. Um, And the reason that Jacoby Myers has gone over this total recently is because he's getting like chunk plays, random chunk plays that are like 30, 35 yards. If he doesn't get one of those in this game, there's no way he's going over 42 and a half. Um, so I like Jacoby Myers less than 42 and a half. Okay. All right. So we'll put it to a vote. We'll put it to a vote. Anthony, your, your, I guess your play is Brian Robinson over yards, but you don't love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm just so hesitant with him. He's, he's been incredibly effective, but is the usage there? Does Rivera trust him? Does Rivera, like, is he saving him? Like, is he easing him in as a rookie? I don't know. But the usage is weird because, like, last week he would he would have, like, a 30-yard run, and then we'd never see him again until the next drive. So, I don't know. Do you think he can get that against the 49ers? I do. I think their running is going to be the only way they move the ball. So okay. So, I, I, I'm kind of in on the uh, – and I, I'm in on the idea that 
they they're a little worried about Heineke against this defense and that they're going to try to lean on the run game as much as possible and make it easier for Heineke. And you can get at the Niners run defense, I think, more than the secondary. So Colby, I like the mass Mac Jones, but I almost feel like we should play that on books, right? Yeah. If it's plus 105. Yeah. So I think we should decide between Brian Robinson over yards and you'll be kind of the deciding vote. I like Kareem Hunt over total yards, 40 and a half on prize picks. Again, this line has been jumping up and down because Nick Chubb, his availability has been in question, but he just practiced as we're recording today. He practiced, I think, on Thursday, but regardless, he should play, but I think he's still really banged up. I think in a with a total of 32 with 30 mile an hour wins, all they're going to do is short dump offs, like kind of like what uh Trevor Lawrence was doing yesterday to Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne a little bit. Travis Etienne had plenty of uh, plenty of receiving yards. He had 22 carries. We took his over 16 carries. I mean, that hit in the first half. Like, I think they're going to use Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Oh, just lost it. We just lost Anthony on the Zoom. So hopefully he can jump back in during this. I guess it is Kareem Hunt then. (laughs) It must be Kareem Hunt, Colby. But I think it's going to be Kareem Hunt over 40 and a half total yards. So Anthony just exited the Zoom live on this podcast. See what happens. See if he comes back. Yeah, I think that's an omen, dude. You got to take Kareem Hunt. That's an omen. I think he's scared. So what do we think? Over 40 and a half? Or do you like Brian Robinson over yards? Yeah, no, I, I do like that. Um you did mention that the Browns could move the ball like the Jaguars did with Trevor Lawrence. If this, if Kevin Stefanski ran an offense like that, I would, that, that would be the day. That would yeah. be the day, Pete. But yeah, I think Deshaun Watson hasn't uh, been integrated into this offensive scheme yet. I think they're going to, you know, try to get creative. Um, Kareem Hunt's a good dump off option always. He's always good for a long run or some, or a long, you know, screen pass. Um, yeah, I think they'd like to keep Nick Chubb healthy. I like it. And they haven't, um, Kareem Hunt also hasn't gotten this lately because, of course, Nick Chubb has been the bell cow. But I think in a game where Nick Chubb is a little bit banged up and it's supposed to be all running because they literally won't be able to throw the ball, I think we will see plenty of Kareem Hunt. So the sixth piece, Kareem Hunt over total yards at 40 and a half. We have Daniel Jones over fantasy. We have Jarek McKinnon over fantasy. We have J.K. Dobbins over fantasy. We have Joe Burrow under passing yards, and we have Tua Tagovailoa under passing yards. This feels like a winner. And then, of course, the picks. I have the Packers plus the four. I have the Commanders plus the six and a half. I have which um, definitely download Pickett Sports app because I might buy it to seven and a half. Right now on WinBet, it's only minus 125 to get it over a touchdown. That seems like a play that I would much rather do. I get it over a touchdown, especially with Shanahan. Those trends even go up when it's over a touchdown. So I'll probably be on seven and a half, but then I'm going to be on the under 43 and a half in Panthers versus Lions. And then whatever, whenever I find the Falcons team total, if it is under 13 and a half, that's what I will be on. Colby, you like the under in the Patriots game and you like the Panthers plus the three. And what was your last pick? Um, yeah, under 35 and a half Falcons, Ravens, Panthers plus three, Bengals, Patriots under 41 and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys as well, minus four. Um, and then don't forget about Mac Jones, less than half interception. I'm loving these less than interception props, but they're just weird. Money. You're getting that plus money. I, I love it. Perfect. And then Anthony's picks. 
He, I think his internet shorted out. Yeah, um, yeah, he was on the Packers as well. He's on the Patriots plus three. Um, I'm blanking on his other one. And then he is on, um, he's on the over in Cowboys versus Eagles, yep. 46 and a half. Yep. So that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Thank you all for listening. Um, Colby, you got one more thing? Yeah, man. Merry Christmas to everybody. It's Christmas. Well, Happy Hanukkah if you're celebrating that. Merry Christmas. But um, what's better than getting to watch football on Christmas? I can't remember the last time that happened. Literally nothing's better. Hopefully you guys all enjoy the holidays. We'll be back again on Monday Night Football, Chargers versus Colts. That episode will be coming out later. But at the end of the day, we all have to remember that none of this was gambling advice.